are a valuable person. You're not a number. You're not an entry into someone's ledger. You could never be replaced with AI or anything else. You are incredibly unique. Your consciousness is nothing that could ever be bought or sold. I see you and you see yourself. So who is anybody kidding? The purpose of this show is to give you some encouragement to start your day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is recognized here. If you're a small business owner, a wage worker, or someone trying hard to make it in these trying times, you are a hero. You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story. Regardless of your politics or your religious beliefs or your traditions or your tribes, you are the value in this economy, and I see you. In a world of destruction and degradation, the world should see you for the value that you create. If you're working a job and you have to live in a shelter or in a car, this podcast is dedicated to you. You are seen and you are not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up in the morning. Do you know what I do? First, of course, I smell the inside of my nose. Then I hold onto the bed and make sure I'm really here because I can barely believe it. Then I exhale and I step outside and make sure that the stars are still where they usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment every morning. And I suppose one might say I'm an empiricist. Things are just what they are, but it's a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. This is a scary one a little bit. You guys, it's protecting angels getting stealthy with stalkers on day 27 of Flash Fiction February. Hello, new follower, Lilla Bell. Lilla writes erotica, and why not? Maybe this is a good inspiration for a little story. Nothing too risque for me, but I can work with it. It's a scary trigger warning because it's gross when peep shows turn to creep shows. There's nothing blue or adult in this episode. It's just, it's just scary. That's all. There isn't a lot of reason to go into the reasons. People like to read all sorts of things. Sometimes forbidden stories unlock parts of people's minds that set them free. The pleasures of the flesh are an experience of life. These are personal, sacred, and private activities. Jenny is a writer, and she has a dedicated following on her writing pages. Enough to satisfy her drive to write and also supplement her income. As one might imagine, she gets all kinds of attention, and it's not all the good kind. Jenny has been called every name, and she's been maligned, of course. There are people who simply have zero ability to control their obsession with controlling others. Being wise, she gathers her associations from better circles. She knows that for every action, there is a counteraction as well. That's just how things work. Lately, Jenny has been receiving disturbing letters that have been hand-delivered to her mailbox. She starts asking neighbors to keep an eye out, and one of the local businesses trains their camera on her entrance to see if they can help identify the perp. She doesn't like this thing of having to look over her shoulder all the time, and it's good to have a supportive community.
Once she puts the word out that she's being stalked, the letters stop. That means the perp has his ear to the ground. She puts the word out about that as well. Now people also know the perp may be in their midst. Jenny goes to a writing class a couple of nights a week. She likes to perfect her craft, and it shows. She sees a steady increase in her online subscribers. She takes the subway to class, and she walks a few blocks to and from the train. The last couple of nights, there have been some consistent signs that she's being stalked. Someone is leaving stickers with her name on them, with messages for her. Jenny, you are my dream. I am your nightmare. She sees that one on the electrical pole on the way to the subway. Your guts are in my visions, Jenny. That one is stuck to the header on the stairs down to the subway. And this one is near the bench on the wall on the subway platform. I share Jenny's love of peanut butter for breakfast, it says. This sticker shows that the creeper knows details about Jenny's life, and it's really irking her. Jenny isn't as scared as she is angry. She wants this perp to show himself. She carries an all, a very potent illegal pepper spray, and a small pistol that fits in her purse. She's 100% on board with dealing with this dirtbag personally. After a good writing class, she needs some time to talk about all of this with some friends. So they meet for pie and coffee at a local diner, and they stay till after midnight. They make a plan for communication and discuss the legal ramifications of this whole mess. On her way home, the haranguing is in real time. It's not normal, though. Jenny feels a sense of fear. It seems to affect her differently, and she shivers with a sense of cold confusion. Something external to her is affecting her. As she leaves the empty car of her subway, she can feel a presence behind her, staring a hole into the back of her head. She's so gripped with a confusing fear that her legs wobble as she ascends the steps to the street. She feels a cold rush almost overtake her as she steps onto the street. She quickly takes a few steps and turns around, glaring at the subway entrance, waiting to see who it is that is doing all of this. Only a few people come up the stairs. None of them seem to really even notice she's there other than to acknowledge her as they pass her. She begins walking home and she's sure she's being followed. There are street lights and the lights from the businesses, but everything is closed this late. There aren't a lot of cars passing and it's not a secluded walk home. It is getting late and there aren't any other pedestrians. She has a couple more blocks to walk and she keeps turning around because she feels eyes on her and each time she looks, she swears She sees someone shadowy hiding in the doorways, and each time they are closer. And as they get closer, the irrational, atypical fear and confusion Jenny's feeling seem to get stronger. She can't shake it. She's losing control. 
Jenny knows that if she can make it to the next corner, she'll be okay, because she takes a right turn, and her apartment is a half a block from there. She starts hearing a whisper, but it's loud and distorted, and it seems to be right in her ear as if there's someone directly next to her. The creepy, broken, whispery voice says. Jenny breaks into a scream and she scurries around the corner. She spins around into a ready position and she sees a shadow from the streetlight. From the same corner that she just turned, some ominous figure is coming and Jenny is now so gripped by this that she feels faint. She falls to the ground, but she's not passed out. She's having trouble keeping her eyes open as she's paralyzed with fear. Just then, Jenny hears a swooping sound she can barely see from the glare of the streetlight and the confusing shadows made by the pillars and the relief work on the corner building. A large figure sails high above her from behind and this shadow overtakes the entire scene. Suddenly, there's a rush of wind as this large figure descends on the corner. It engulfs the figure and the incredible force of its ascent up and around the corner, away from Jenny, tears the air loudly and creates a brief vacuum. In an instant, the shadow is gone. The air is lighter and the lights are crisper. Jenny sits up. Everything is more fresh. She smells ionization in the air like rain is coming, but there are no clouds. She immediately sends a group text to her friends from the diner meeting. It's over, you guys. He's gone. The end. So there you have it. I know it's not that easy in real life. I wish it was. But karma's a bitch. (laughs) Whether you believe in guardian angels or not. However it works. (laughs) So there's that scary story. I don't usually do scary ones like that. That was, I thought, really scary. I mean, I, you know, it's transgressive for sure. But it's not blue or something like that. It's just like that. But I got some AI titles and they're not bad. They're not terrible. I was surprised it didn't have all kinds of things about like mystery and secrets and beneath and it's always like that you know with so but here's the one unveiling shadows a writer's journey through stalking and liberation subtitle confronting fear finding freedom and the unexpected intervention here's another one there's only two title stalked a writer's tale of fear and liberation subtitle navigating obsession unveiling shadows And the intervention of light. It's not bad, the intervention of light. I mean, there really wasn't an intervention of light. But it's still a cool title. It's kind of good. But I don't know. I like my title better. I'm Herschel Sterling. Commercial Herschel. I'm here to help. Thanks for listening to Smell the Inside of Your Nose. Do it right now. You are listening to Day 27 of Flash. Fiction February, 29 brand new stories in 29 days. How do you know it's day 27? Because it's February 27th. That's how you know it's day 27. A Flash Fiction February.
That's how you know. That's how that works. So look, do me a favor. I don't use any social media or any Bluet tube or any of the censorship sites. So give me a share. Tell somebody about me. And if you know any other media people who feel the same way I do, put them in touch with me. Censorship is hate. Free speech is a human quality. Don't conflate free speech with hate. You see what I did there? I I rhymed it. Don't conflate free speech with hate. Get it? All right. Thanks. Free speech is love. Censorship is hate. It's another good one. I got bumper stickers all over the place. It's just Captain Bumper Sticker. That's what you should just call me. All right. Here's a recorded send-off from, I think it's probably episode number three. I'm going through all the introductions and the send-offs and choosing some good ones to make templates. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to day 27 of... (laughs) See you around. Let's conclude with this. This place where we live is not a joke. When I look up at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy. We're on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, The universe of stars seems immovable. That's incredible. We are a moment. We are an instant in an endless universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of existence are so close in proximity That the whole thing is a singular event. It's essentially over already. And it's hard to believe we're even experiencing it. I hope we can be here tomorrow. There are people who would say that makes us insignificant. I strongly, very strongly disagree. I think it makes us momentous. We are conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We are consciousness observing itself. You are each refractions of light from a single source of light. You are the individual and the whole simultaneously. You're a masterful, mysterious, and an anomalous paradox. I say that's rather significant in the context of time that our galaxy is here and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context. The reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and manipulate matter, to use space, the essence of your energy and your planning and the use of the time that you have in this three-dimensional plane. The influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential. It expands as far as you are able to observe into the universe. You are rare. There's nobody else. There's nothing else like you. You are a luminescent jewel that can shine on itself from within itself. You are significant beyond the perception of anyone else. You shine on yourself. You shine on others. What an honor that you shine on me. Now, 
Smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. <laughs>